0: Capable of playing the Tom Hanks role. It's Captain,
1: Captain Philip. What do you mean, Tom Hanks is the lead? Okay. Thank you take
0: you take it, take it, take it, take the take it, take I'm it, You it, take it, take you know. it,
1: yeah, so yeah. yeah. See, playoff three. Three. Preview. Here we go.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're a little bit late. The uh, Columbus Tampa Bay game just started to kick off the NHL playoffs officially, but here we are to deliver our second iteration of the NHL preview. Um, got, not, some got some going construction on going on outside, so don't worry about that. But I do want to say, not an impressive uh, layout of picks, at least, <laughs> at least in the Eastern Conference from us last episode. We're going to be hoping to uh, deliver a little bit further this time. At least I can say I am from my end. Uh, but well, I also don't advise anyone to, to follow my decisions. That's that's that's
1: something I want to put out there, and I'm going to have to advise people not to follow my decisions mm-hmm. either because I publicly said that the Oilers and the Penguins were free money, free money, free money lock, free money lock, and hey, uh, just scary word to throw around, especially in the NHL playoffs, and that's why these are so great. But uh, let's make some other bad predictions. You know, let's yep. make some predictions that we can look back on with even more disdain. Ofer in the East. Yep, we all went Ofer. Of let's let's do a little recap, real little quick, recap. I guess, of, sure. of the East. Um, you know, and I guess we'll just get into it with the uh, with the teams, you know, that are, that, that that came out. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, okay. So let's let's tackle this. Let's tackle this. Let's tackle this. I want to
0: uh, let me let me take it from you. Go me. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead please, I want to pick please. your brain a little bit about try to be as someone who was on the wrong end of betting on the Penguins, um, which you know, I will say I advised against more so than not. Yeah. Um, how did that series feel? What what did you kind of see happening in in unraveling for the Penguins? That made it, you know, them incapable of really kind of taking advantage of, uh, of their, you know, the better roster that they had, and, and taking advantage of that, and, and overcoming Carey Price's goaltending.
1: Well, I think Carey Price had a lot to do with it. That's something that we both painted in the uh, in the preview that mm-hmm. we did for the qualifying round. We said if Montreal is going to win this series, it's going to be because of Carey Price, and he's by far been the best goalie uh, so far in in the quarantine bubble hockey. Uh, and in the penguins i think were a perfect example of that now i'm not going to say i do believe the penguins you know outperform the canadians probably in in the majority of games save for you know a few but at the end of the day they couldn't capitalize their offense you know had spurts but just they were <laughs> they weren't good enough to overcome carry price's goaltending and i think that's kind of the story of it, um, and, and Montreal, on the other hand, is a tough team that kind of is like a poor man's Columbus in a way, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think they are a team that is playing a little bit above their skis. Ch- Claude Julian is, you know, being providing really good leadership and really good coaching for this team. And like we, like I said, Carey Price was the, uh, you know, was kind of has been the MVP. I th- would think through the first round. So all of that uh, is just kind of the perfect concoction. And Montreal played defensive, defensively sound hockey, and they capitalize on their opportunities.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't give Montreal that much credit. I'd, I'd give Carey Price all the credit in the world, a little bit to Julianne, but I would say that this would be a scenario in which the Penguins lost the series as opposed to the Canadians winning it, um, necessarily, outside of, outside of Carey Price's play. Um, then we can move on now to, real quickly recap, Florida, who I was fairly confident. That was a bet I gave out, wrongly so. Um, Then winning the series against the Islanders, and just the Islanders being a team that, you know, proven to be formidable and definitely extremely well coached. Just a team that I, you know, you you don't see that top-end talent like you see on these other teams in the playoffs, and sometimes you can overlook a team like that, but they play together very well, and Definitely going to be a tough out um, in the next round. So And they do
1: have a lot of sneaky skill. I mean, we talked about Barzal, but a guy like Jordan Everly is kind of really performing mm-hmm. and, and they're heavy and they play a, a really good team game. Hageo. Hageo, exactly. Paget. And I don't want to steal your your thunder here, but I kind of want to flip it over to Florida. And, I mean, there's two major takeaways. Obviously, at the time of this recording, um, Dale Talon was let go, relieved mm-hmm. of his duties as general manager, and I could sense, sense uh, they're at a real crossroads and... There's two major takeaways like I was saying. The first one I think is Sergei Obroski who quickly is looking like you know might be on the worst contract in the in the NHL making 10 million. Yeah. making 10 million dollars a year um and just wasn't good enough. Was not good enough. You you, you know that's carry Price is making 10 million dollars a year and I you got to expect a mm-hmm. uh, you got to expect a goaltender to be elite. Goalies are kind of becoming the the running backs of the NHL where you're seeing a lot of there's a becoming a, a new philosophy starting with not paying goaltenders and kind of because you're seeing a guy like you know let's go back to Pittsburgh Matt Murray who led in a pretty awful goal on Jeff Petrie and and Tristan Jarr really was outperforming for the majority of the year uh, and you can kind of see goaltenders it's it's a little bit of an inexact science hmm. and it's better to kind of you know for example split that 10 million between Rubroski on you know also just drafted a guy million. in the first round yeah Spencer Knight he's who's a, who is a you know. Probably the best goaltender prospect since Carter Hart, I would say, off the top mm. of my head. Um, so yeah, that's that's also good. But you know, your painster gave Brozski ten million dollars. Uh, he's got six more. I think it was a seven-year contract. So we'll see how that is. And and I he I think next year is the cliff year for him to take uh, mm. our our football our football terminology. And then another. I don't want to put it all on Brozski because he wasn't a complete sieve. But this offense, man, there. Where did that offense go? You know, the Trocheck deal I think looks even worse kind of now. Uh, In the context of what this offense was doing, where you have a guy like you know Barkov, Huberdeau, and Hoffman, and I guess Yandel are the only guys that are really contributing offensively on that team. So um, Florida is definitely at a crossroads, and was really disappointed in their performance.
0: Yeah, you you pretty much covered it there. Um, The Rangers dropping the ball probably (laughs) uh, probably I would say the the worst performance out of any team in the bubble. Um, not too much to cover there. feel bad about Hank, but got the number one pick in the lottery. So yeah, can't really complain about too much, even if they didn't get the lottery pick. I mean, it is what it is. They're the, they're the 11th seed and they played like it. And you know, to have
1: too lofty of expectations for the Rangers this year, I think would be and kind I, of silly. So, and I, and I mean, I know I really said it in the preview and I, and I'm, and you agree too, as a Rangers fan, I mean, we knew Carolina was going to be, you know, a tough team and a team that presented a high floor, but we were kind of betting on the Rangers, you know, Panarin just. But you know, Sebastian Aho kind of stole that thunder from Artemi Panarin, and you know, was one of the more impressive performers of the first round of, of qualifying hockey. And you know, we'll get into the, this Eastern Conference pretty soon, but Carolina is a team that I think is going to be uh, t- tough to beat. So yeah. I think oh, you got to give a lot of credit to Carolina, Rob Rendemore, and just the style of game that they play because it's it's very tough.
0: Absolutely. And then last but not least, uh, Toronto-Columbus, probably the most invigorating of the uh, bubble series. I think the only one that went five games. Yeah. So, went down to the wire. A couple comeback games. Really entertaining to watch, but ultimately, I, Columbus kind of suffocating uh, the, the well, Maple Leafs.
1: Yeah, and I think you know Toronto deserves a, a share of the blame here. I mean, just with their their top dogs not coming, coming to play, not as much Austin Matthews, but really... You know, Mitch Marner, Neilander Tavares. I mean, and I guess you got to throw Matthews in there, too. It just, you know, this team, um, another team that's on a crossroads, I think. I pick them to win the Atlantic. I was very high in Toronto going into this year. Obviously, Babcock gets fired. But this is a team that, you know, just really uh, is <laughs> can't seem to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to start kind of taking, stripping them of that hype. And they have to earn our respect, I think, as a contender. And we can't just see the top-end talent and assume that this is going to be a perennial cup contender.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, I also think that, although they didn't score any goals, it was a major issue that their defense is pretty bad. Yep, not um, deep. Losing Mosin also did not help. Yeah, it didn't help. And then the Barry signing kind of yep. not necessarily great. And then Morgan Riley kind of just really not yep. not, not very... Not very good, from what I saw. Well, um, making you know a lot of mistakes. Yeah. He can... So ultimately, you know, you got to give credit to Columbus though for for being as you know gritty as they were, and um, going to be looking forward to. We're watching the game right now, one one. So.
1: Yep. S- second period here.
0: Looking forward to to watching them play uh, play down the line here. Um, Want to get into the East? The West. You mean we just did the East?
1: Yeah, no, or I I thought we might be like preview, like recapping the East and then previewing. And then doing recapping the West and then previewing and then meeting in the in the cup, maybe. Oh okay. Let's do uh So
0: we're gonna preview the East then?
1: Yeah. Alright. So Keep it keep it fresh, you know? So it's Philly Philly, Montreal. Montreal. Let's start there. Um I mean, I'm picking Philly here. I'm assuming you are too Lee. I guess I I I've said what I, what I've said on, on Philly. I'd like to think that I was I've been hot on Philly since the start, and now they're starting to over you know, overexceed my expectations. They look like the hottest team in hockey right now, like they were at the end of the year. And I've, I've said it many times, this is an incredibly deep team, deep defense. Um, they play hard. They The chemistry is evident. And Carter Hart uh, is becoming a young star in the NHL. So I definitely think that Philly is going to beat Montreal in this series, I'm going to say, in, in four games. I'm going to give Philly the, the win in four games. And I think this is a wow. team that... Um, can just do what Pittsburgh can't, really. And I think Montreal, Carey Price, is only going to be able to get them so far, especially going up against an offensive Philly that I think is a lot more dynamic and explosive than Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll fade the sweep, but... Um... Oh, wow, I forgot it was a... Uh, I'll say five games, sorry. I, 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 got, I thought we were doing best five for a second. I forgot we're in best of seven now. Best of five would be three games. I know. I thought, you know, that's why I oh, said you four, four
0: Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it's best of seven. So, so you're saying five. Yeah, that's yeah. right around where I guess I'm at, maybe six. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have too much to say other than the fact that, you know, Philly, like you said, playing like the best team in the league right now, tough to bet against. But, you know, as we've referenced a couple times now, this is a league where the most unexpected things happen. So the Canadians beating the Flyers – would not necessarily be more surprising than the Blue Jackets beating the, the uh, Lightning last year, so yep. I'm not going to uh, sit here and say it can't happen. But
1: I'm 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 definitely leaning hard towards the Flyers. And I think we both would probably stay away from the minus two twenty tag on on Philadelphia. Yeah, I just
0: think that's pricey. That's, pricey. <laughs> I, I've, that's pricey. I've
1: learned I learned from my my Pittsburgh mistake. I think I laid yeah. minus two twenty five with them. So yeah, that's brutal. Not not worth it. Um. On to Tampa Columbus. Tampa Columbus the the game, game that's happening
0: right now. We promise we're not changing our predictions based on the outcome here yeah. of this game one. We already had the penciled in. Yeah. Um I'm taking Columbus. I'm taking Columbus in this series just because, like I was saying off off mic, um when my heart says Columbus and my head says someone else, just like in the first round, Columbus seems to win. They've done it the past two times. They did it to Tampa last year. I don't think Tampa is necessarily better this year than they were last year. But um, I understand why they're the favorite. They were my favorite before the, the bubble started to win the Cup. But I just ultimately think that um, no one team is really uh, unbeatable or as unbeatable as I assumed Tampa to be. And I just think Columbus is going to uh, going to suffocate them just like Toronto and maybe Tortorella can coach his way into a little bit of a, a Cup run this year with this gritty Columbus squad. I just like what I'm seeing from them. So I'm going to say Columbus in, in six or seven. I'll say six.
1: Yeah, I mean, not a lot to disagree with on Columbus's end. Um, I think for me, it just comes down to Tampa Bay. I do think they're better this year. Half of it has to do with the fact of the experience of last year, bringing a, lot of, you know, a good amount of continuity coming over from the, the previous year. And then the, the, t- the players that they added this year, I, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, you know, Patrick Maroon. This is this year. This time of year is built for him. Um, uh, Blake Coleman from New Jersey, another two-way guy who plays physical with some skill. Barkley Goodrow. I'm f- I'm familiar with him from San Jose. Happy that my Sharks were able to pry a first-round pick for him. I don't know if he's worth that much, but hey, he's a guy who can play up and down the lineup, has some skill, works hard, and uh, this is a team that I just think, obviously, you know, this is the best team in paper on paper in the NHL, and I think they're going to be up for the task this year. Um, at the very least, to get past a really, really gritty Columbus squad. But if Columbus is able to beat Tampa, um, you know Columbus is just a team that you don't want to be playing against. they're 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 tough and they present a, a very high floor. And they talk they about their goalies
0: too, a little two-headed monster. Yeah, um, Corpusalo and Elvis. Yeah, liked what I was seeing a lot of Elvis. Been a fan of his ever since that Latvia game that Teddy Nolan yeah. coached and they beat Team Canada. I want to say one nothing was it or was it two to one? I think he made about fifty four. He seasons, made like fifty five. It was crazy. Yeah. The guy was a freak. He was like twenty years old. So, yeah. kind of been loosely following him. I think he was he was a, a part of the Lightning's organization. He was before and he I was. you know
1: the,
0: the trades happen when these these goalies are young man they get moved yeah. around and they end up yeah. sprouting. I think he's my age. I think, was, I think he's a ninety
1: six. Really, he's around twenty four. Yeah, um, shout Are out, out shout out, Tate Dewey. Tate Dewey's favorite player in the NHL is Elvis. Mr. Really? The no a- way! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Tate loves Elvis. Oh, Tate was probably watching that game. Teddy Nolan was coaching. Oh that yeah, game. I bet Tate was watching that game.
0: So yeah, With well, his wonderful me. wife, wonderful uh, wife
1: Linda, Linda, she's yeah. a good lady. I've she's, met her in Cam Loops. Yep. she's from Camloops. She's Loops. a Western girl, eh? but you know, she she fits in well in the big city. Her dad's like, a coach. Yep. Her dad's a coach. Her dad is a very successful coach. eh? Um. Uh, anyways, As, so yeah, so Tampa. I'm gonna take Tampa in six. You got? Um, I got the the Blue Jackets in six. You got the Blue Shout Jackets. Shout out to Columbus
0: Blue Jackets uh, broadcast. Yeah. Great broadcast. You get the Reddit stream on Sports Surge. Yeah. And you go and you 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 always get that um, away broadcast if they're playing on the road and home.
1: You got to see the Blue Jackets broadcast. They just do a great, great job. Great job. Um, Shout out Jody Shelley, former uh, grinder enforcer in the NHL. Yep. And. Uh, Pierre Luke, John, no, John, 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 John Pierre, John Pierre, that's it. His name is John Pierre, John
0: Pierre, Pierre, Pierre. Luke. They got a good, good French Canadian influence yeah. there in Columbus, um, but they do great stuff there on uh, the Columbus, the local station there. Um, so, shout out there! I'd like to see more of them. A little run here for the Blue yeah. Jackets. Um, next we got the Washington Capitals playing the Islanders. Um, Barry Trotts. Coach the Islanders, uh, coaching against his former team that he won a cup with two years ago. So a little little bittersweet series here. Um, I'm going to just straight off say I like the Caps. I like what I saw out of them in the qualifying round, um, or the round robin, excuse me. And I think that overall the talent on their roster is going to overmatch the coaching and the cohesiveness of the Islanders. But I will say that I'm not the guy to trust in regards to the Islanders because I'm shooting mm-hmm. like zero yep. percent when I'm when I'm picking the island against the Islanders the past couple of years. So don't trust me. But I am saying that I do like the Caps, and this is a bet I think I would make at minus one forty five right now on a on a site I won't mention. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be worth maybe putting a buck forty five down, and, and you get a, you get a honey back. Um, so yeah, I think that's a solid bet, and, and I'm taking the Caps.
1: Yeah, Lee, uh, you and I are kind of lockstep on, on this series. We both are kind of faders of the Islanders, and, and I think we... Just w- like
0: we were last round. Yeah,
1: just like we were last round, and I think we recognize our, our bias at this point because I was a guy who bet on the Penguins last year against the Islanders. Um, you just, and, maybe you just like the Penguins, man. I don't know about that. I definitely have been overrating the Penguins due to their, you know, dynasty the last couple of years, and obviously they're having Sidney Crosby. Um I'm gonna go with Washington here. Uh, I definitely would lay, uh, lay the uh, the Caps here, with uh, at minus 145 for the series. You know, I'm not, by no means I'm gonna say this is a lock, but I definitely think that this number has been driven down a little bit. I believe um, it, a couple two days ago I, I tweeted about this being a bet that I like. It was at minus 165, and uh, now we're down to minus 145. So definitely there seems to be a little bit of steam coming in on the Islanders, but. Overall, I think the Capitals are just able to offer what Florida can't. Um, I think they're going to be able to score goals, which Florida was not able to do. And I think you know the Islanders—they're not a team that's going to score a lot of goals. They're going to score two to three goals and play defensive hockey and hope that Varlamov uh, is going to be able to you know play play uh, good hockey as a goaltender. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Capitals here, and you know I hope that we're not uh, looking at an Islanders advancement in the next round. Yeah, that would be disappointing. Definitely would. Boston, Carolina, Boston, Carolina. Yeah, I mean,
0: Boston, maybe the worst team outside of the Rangers in the bubble.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, in terms they of what they've be. put on the ice. Yeah, uh, I will say that game against Washington was was close, but still very uh, lackluster from the side of what we're usually seeing um, in Boston. And then Carolina, arguably the best team in the bubble. You, if you, mm-hmm. you want to talk about what they've put on the ice, so. I'm rolling with the Canes, man. I'm, I'm rolling with the uh, the
1: hype here. I'm rolling with the... Seven ooh. games? Ah, I'll say six. I'll say six. Wait, one sec. Backtrack. What are we doing for Washington? I'm going to say Washington in six.
0: I'll say Washington in five. Alrighty. All right. Which is disrespectful, but hey, I'll still do ahead. it. We love it. Um, go ahead. So
1: you, you got Carolina. I got Carolina in six. In I think six? if this
0: game goes to seven, Boston will win. Yeah. But I think Carolina's going to win game one, and... They're going to be pressuring the puck the hell out of the puck. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Boston really has kind of been a sleeping, you know, asleep. They're in hibernation, the yeah. Bruins. They're, they're in hibernation this yeah. time of year. I, I don't know what's going on. So yeah. um, I'm going to fade them. And yeah. I think that there might be a little bit of, you know, restructuring time in Boston maybe. Dare I say it?
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean, I I think you, I think we kind of have similar th- feelings on both of these teams, and I think the public does too. I mean, Boston has been pretty bad off the uh, out of the gate, but then again, if I can play devil's advocate, it's kind of hard to. This is so unprecedented, and it's. I mean, I don't want to say like, oh, they're not trying in these games, but the level of intensity. Mm. I just can't expect that Boston's going to come out lackluster. They're not going to be a f- team that's going to come out flat. Um, they were able to get to the Stanley Cup for good reason last year. They swept this very same Carolina team in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, and overall, Carolina's got a chip, man. They do have a chip, and by no means, if I was, you know, if I were to bet on this series, I for sure would bet on Carolina at plus one thirty. That's that's definitely where the value is. But I uh, am going to stay far away from this, and I'm going to rely on the, on the veteran presence in Boston. I still think this is, you know, a really talented team. If they're able to get the goaltending from Tuca, and they got Halak as the, another nice one-two punch. I just think Boston is just a little too much for Carolina. They're a little too veteran, um, and they're deeper. They're deeper and better than the Rangers, ultimately. And I think they're going to be able to play Carolina-style a game. And um, I'm just going to have to go with Boston. I'm going to go with Boston in six. If I
0: had a little bit more bread, a little bit more coinage, Yeah. I would take the series price on Carolina right now.
1: Yeah. Sorry, and and i take Carolina
0: game one. That's how confident I am. Carolina's going to wow. win game one. And then i take Boston game two. Okay. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling this is going to be a 1-1 series.
1: Yeah. And Carolina's
0: well, going to win game one. Let
1: me go. Let's go to my props. Prop recap from last uh the, the only thing podcast. you were good at. Maybe
0: you should stick the to the only. Props. The
1: only thing I was good at nailing the Phil Castle over two and a half, and the Brian Rust under four and a half. Hey, fuck you, man! <laughs> Absolutely nailing it. <laughs> um, and let's let's pick let's pick up right where we left off here. All right, um, Seba- Sebastian Ajo, five points. Give me that over. You
0: gotta
1: find out. Lee's Lee's going to fill up some water. Um, Sebastian Aho has been the best player in the bubble so far, with the exception of Connor McDavid, who sadly will not be... Uh, we, will, we will be stripped of that absolute joy of watching him after the Blackhawks dismantled the Oilers, and we'll get to that soon, because that's another series I was dead wrong on. But I'm going to go with Aho over five points. Five is a lot, but this is a series that I th- think can go six to seven games, and he's a point a game player. And I think I'm just going to take that um, and then I kind of am interested in Sveshnikov over four and a half too. Another guy who has been kind of their goal scorer, plays on Aho's line. I just see that the, if this series is going six or seven games, which I think it's at least going six games, um, I think both of those guys are going to be putting up points. They're, they're both at minus 115. So I'm taking the over on Sveshnikov at four and a half, paying minus 115, and the over on Aho of five. Oh, so you're betting on a bunch of hurricanes? Two hurricanes, yeah. And you're picking the bees. And I'm picking the bees. Why not the
0: over on Krejci, man? Three and a half. That's you know. Why not Krejci? Give me um, Krejci.
1: Krejci three yeah. and a half. Give me the
0: three and a half on Krejci. Mark because, it down. Because uh, if you're going to bet on the team you're not picking, then I'm betting on the team I'm not picking. So I, I want I want some steam. Yeah. I want some steam. Crazy Krejci three, three, and, three and, a and a half. I think he's going to get three assists and a goal, at least in the series. Um, you want to take us to the Western Conference, Lee? Let's go to the Western Conference. Um, let's do a quicker preview of this last round. Yep. Um, if you have anything to say, just say it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna zip through these. Zip through. Um, you you want to do any recap or? I'm gonna recap by saying just like a yep. quick thing. You were given a spiel about the Florida Panthers. Took too long. <sighs> yeah, I gotta be quicker. Um, Chicago, Edmonton, man. Really, you know, disappointing to see Edmonton obviously not win a series they probably should have won. And maybe I would get some flack in the real world for saying that because they didn't necessarily... They weren't the better team, but um, I'm just tired of seeing this team underperform in the postseason. And even in the regular season, not making the postseason a couple of years since McDavid's been there. Um, no slight to McDavid. He's the best player in the game. I think he um, he's playing on a different level than anyone else. But I will say, super disappointed to see Edmonton... This- you know do what they did and, and got to give credit to Chicago. I'll get a little bit more in the next round preview of how I feel about Chicago, but team that is definitely competitive and you can't count this team out whatsoever, even though they had, I think, the worst winning percentage in the whole bubble. Yeah, there's, conference aside. there's
1: only so much you can do. I mean, McDavid had nine points in what four games, I and mean, it the best player on the planet, I think, by a large margin, not a large margin, but a good sized margin right now. And to, on Chicago, I said that they—the only reason that they were as favored as they were as dogs against Edmonton was because of their do, their you know their old dogs Kane Taves Keith Seabrook Crawford—and those guys showed up. Yeah. You know yeah. they clearly were better, and the deficiencies on defense and in net that I thought were gonna kind of shine through, and in depth forward depth too with Chicago really didn't, and it was more a failure of Edmonton. Um, and the Edmonton really, I think, you know, they obviously you got the best player in the world, but you got to get, you got to get a number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. You got to get fix your goaltending, um, and you know, just if you can stop teams from scoring. The Chicklets today they pointed this out. If you can, so there's a crazy stat with goal differential with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. There, he's like plus 180 in the past since 2017, and when he's not on the ice, they're like minus 200. So, if you can. Let McDavid shine through. This is a team that's going to be, you know, and I'm just sad. He should have gone, yeah, gone, gone, right. gone to Buffalo. Yeah, he should have gone to Buffalo. right. should have gone to Buffalo. We'll see it, though.
0: We'll see McDavid get we, there sooner or later. If they don't, then he's going to be leaving, I think. Yeah. He should be. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Moving on to the 6-11 matchup, Nashville versus Arizona, and this is one that I was right on. I yeah. picked the Coyotes through the turmoil of them losing their GM, and they prevailed, man. They're a tough group, really like Rick Tockett.
1: Yeah, head great coach guy.
0: there, um, and they got some good young weapons, some good old weapons. So, uh, and then you got to shout out Darcy Kemper playing a phenomenal series outside of Carey Price, maybe the most impressive net minding round one. Um, but yeah, not much else to say. Nashville, I, I said what I said about them. I felt this way about them for a while. Yep. You know, um, they kind of missed their window. They got some restructuring to do. They got some goalie issues. Um, you know, and, is UC Saros your goaltender of the future? Yeah, and you know. Probably could use a little more talent there in Nashville as well.
1: Yeah, I mean Nashville. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to look like going into next year because it's right now to me it looks like Roman Yossi's the best defenseman in the NHL. So I think uh, and I think they have you know they still have a really strong decor. They got some some horses up front. It's going to come down to goaltending and I think rounding out that depth. But props to uh, the Coyotes. They're their big dogs. Showed up. They got the scoring, the goaltending, and they just played harder. I think and. Yeah. That's, a, that's props to Rick Talkin and the, t- the tight ship that he's running down there and them persevering through Chica leaving and all that. So, impressive showing from the Coyotes, and I'm happy to see them in the playoffs. You know, it's good to see them get some, the Desert Dogs get some success. Yeah.
0: No, it is. It is always good. Love the Kachinas. 7 um, 10, Vancouver, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, honestly, didn't watch much of this series just because it was usually the latest game. Teamed at the fact that I had the least amount of interest in it. Um, but, you know, got to give credit where it's due with Vancouver, proving me wrong. A lot of young talent. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say too much because I'm not going to pick Vancouver in the next round. I think, you know, neither of these teams really were poised to make a cup run. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how Vancouver fares up in the next round versus St. Louis. But, you know, got to give them props.
1: Yeah, uh, a team that I think we should talk about, the the, the takeaway with Vancouver is they got a really bright future, I think. And, you know, if they're by some great performance, able to beat St. Louis, then I think that's even more to the point. But you've you got Elias Pettersson, who's one of the best young centers in the game. Quinn Hughes, who might be the best young defenseman in the game, maybe with the exception of Kale Macar, who we'll get into in a little bit over for Colorado. Um, and, you know, JT Miller, Bo Horvat. there's a lot of good players on this team. Tanner Pearson, I, I like the makeup of this team in, in props to Jim Benning for really um, designing a good team. Chris Tanev, a really good shutdown defenseman, bringing in Tyler Myers. I mean, I just want to, you know, props to Jim Benny. He traded a first-round pick for JT Miller this this offseason, which I panned. I was like, wow, that is to, – to Tampa. You're like, you're going to give Tampa a top-ten pick for a guy that, you know, they're not going to be able to keep long-term, you know, due to the fact they had to re-sign Braden Point and all that. But props to, to Jim Benning. Could have been the
0: number-one pick.
1: Yeah. Sheesh. That
0: would have been nuts. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that if they could have yeah. lost to Minnesota and then Tampa gets a number-one yep. pick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hypothetical, I, I believe, I believe it
1: was top ten protected, but oh. then next year it would be whatever they get. is. Okay. but um, so either way, uh, you know, Vancouver, I think, is an interesting team who's going to play hard. They got some skill, but I just think they're they're too young ultimately going forward to be treated as a contender. Um, Calgary, Winnipeg, I, I smoked you, man. I won by two picks. Yeah, you did. I won by two picks. That's about, about to won. change.
0: I won the first round.
1: Yeah, that's about to change. Um, let's see, Calgary. Let's see you, you picked October. You see see picked Winnipeg. You picked the slugs of the, yeah, of the bubble. Yeah, I did. I did pick Bubble slugs. And if and if um, and here, let me tell you something. If Matthew Kachuk didn't drive his foot in the back of Mark Shafley's um, knee, and quiet no, down. <laughs> no, that, not, malicious. not malicious. Not malicious at all. But tough to see Shafley go down. Um. Yeah, I
0: think Calgary. I think Calgary is. A really yeah. good hockey team. They, There's a reason they were number they, one in the West last year. Yes. They are, They lost to Colorado, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, yep. in the playoffs. The five games. I mean, dude, Colorado's the best team in, in the West right now, probably. Potentially, Arguably. Potentially. Arguably. Yeah. This Calgary team is good. Um, and outside of goaltending, you know, sketchy goaltending, I think that they're
1: poised to do some special things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's, know. that's ultimately why I picked Winnipeg is because I thought, thought the teams were close, but I gave Hellebuck the edge and Net uh, and Talbot was really impressive. throughout. Talbot's and... great, man. <laughs> He's great. Lee, Lee was a, the back cat. in the Talbot over Hank. Yeah, I was. Talbot over Hank. Well, I saw Hank. Hank's demise
0: before anybody. Let's, let's not mention that. <laughs> yeah, you wanted
1: him to start game three. I, yeah, I did.
0: Cause you gotta, you gotta give him, he wasn't the reason they lost the first two games, dude. That's fair. That's it was the reason they lost. Was Justukin the reason they lost the last game? No. So so BS to what you're saying. But I
1: think it was a good move to start Shisterkin. Um, Let's get into these predictions. Uh, Lee smoked me. Lee smoked me. I he's smoked up, he's you. up two. I'm up two. I'm minus two right now. I was on Arizona. I was on Calgary. Second period's about to start, and I just and I just took some smelling salts to the dome. So yeah. Be ready. You just took some chalk to the dome. I took some like. chalk. Looking to the over dome. your
0: paper, you took some chalk to the dome. <laughs>
1: All right, Vegas, uh, Vegas, Chicago. Before we get into this, shout out one of our, our number one listeners in our hockey section of the back judge, Leo Kwiatkowski. Scott Bentley, give a shout out to as well, man. Yeah, shout out, shout Scott Bentley. But because because we're Scotty talking about Scotty B, he's, he's a, a champ, guy. league champ. He is. He he did win our fantasy league, and uh, he's got a really impressive roster. But Leo, we really love you over here, and I know you're listening right now. You got a big smile on your face, buddy. Leo, I got a present for you coming in this in this podcast I got a present for you buddy why don't we start it off why don't Let's you start it off shut up Big Jimmy shout it? out Big Jimmy Kwiatkowski baby Leo's in quarantine right now not able to uh, watch the games with his pops it's it's a uh, you know it's nah, that's a
0: shame but that's the great thing about hockey is the bond. the bond the bond the bond yeah and those boys those Kwiatkowski boys will be watching the game in separate places but they both know you know there's a bond there yep. there's a bond with the Blackhawks tape to there. tape tape to tape baby um gotta be impressed with what the Blackhawks did in the first round, and that's why I'm picking them to win in seven games against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm um, Sure, Vegas is a better team than Edmonton, probably. Um, they probably can't score at the same clip, but in every other facet of the game, they're better. Um, but I thought Chicago was better in every other facet of the game than Edmonton in that series. And, you know, if I think... You know, I think if Crow can continue to play decent hockey... From the between the pipes, that you know this team can really wake up those old those old magical ghosts and go on a run this year. I really do. So I think that the Chicago Blackhawks, if they can take this series of seven games, you know I know there's no home crowd, which is going to be a shame because you know the UC the, the the UC would be going up. Yeah. Um, the madhouse would be going up, um, as I'm sure you know T-Mobile would as well in Vegas. But I think that you know this isn't going to be another case of. Just NHL hockey at its finest. And when I see that plus 275 tag on the Blackhawks, you know, throw some skin on that. Throw a little skin on that and, yeah. and get freaky. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks team, you know, they're pesky. They got, they got wily vets. Um, the Knights only been in the league, what, three years? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're cut out for, for this matchup with the Blackhawks, maybe. I think that the hockey gods might be on the Blackhawks side. So I think this
1: one's going seven games, and I'm taking the, I'm taking the Hawks. Well, um, I think Vegas is certainly better than, than, than Edmonton. And if they don't have one player that can score at the same clip as Connor McDavid, obviously. But I think this is a team that's incredibly deep. They've got scores throughout, skill throughout, tough defense, and it's more about the style of hockey that Vegas plays. That That's kind of what I'm picking here. Physical brand of hockey, uh, forechecking. I just don't think the complete game that Vegas is going to be uh, able to to show and put on Chicago is just going to be too much. And this is why I faded Chicago against Edmonton. I thought that, and I, and I think Edmonton's not half the team that Vegas is. Um, I'm taking Vegas in five. I think that they just clearly are going to be able to exploit why Chicago struggled this year. Um, they have an advantage in depth. I think they have an advantage on the blue line. And in net, they certainly have an advantage. Robin Leonard's going to start for for game one, the former Blackhawk traded midseason. You don't want to give those guys a chip. You don't want to give the onesie a chip in round one. Well, you know Chicago, Chicago you what know, Chicago's got? A champion's chip
0: on their shoulder. They got a champion's chip on their shoulder. And they got banners. They got banners. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll finish by saying Pete DeBoer, smug. <laughs> smug. Smug dude. Not, not cut out. Not cut out to win. to, to
1: go on the run this year. Not cut out. Well, for maybe it. if Jeremy Collison, you know, he looks he's a pretty man, Marley. <laughs> he usually be in Polo Ralph and He shouldn't be behind the bench, eh? What do you think about I'm that? I'm putting a hypothetical honey on
0: the Blackhawks for 275 back. Give it to Leo. I'll
1: give Leo my fake money that I win. Give, yeah. Give give Leo your fake money. Um let's move on to Colorado Arizona. That that'll be an interesting series. Um Come on, you're the captain. Yeah, it will be an interesting series. Yeah. <laughs> They, these will all be interesting. That
0: one will be very interesting. It's going to go seven <laughs> games, I think. It's going to go seven games. I got five. Game, if it's game seven, who are you picking? Vegas. Wow. Vegas. I don't know, man. It's not going seven. It's a mental matchup. Colorado, Arizona. Um, love the uh, Desert Dogs. Should yep. call them. Love, love the Desert Dogs. Don't think they're going to beat Colorado. I think Colorado is indeed the best team in the West, regardless of what the round robin may have proven or not proven. Um, and I think that this Avs team is going to take down Arizona in five games. I think Arizona will get a win, but ultimately the Kemper magic um, is going to be a lot harder to thrust upon the Colorado Avalanche than it will the Nashville Predators. Um, and for that reason, I'm taking I'm taking the Avs.
1: Yeah, Lee, I'm going to take the Avs as well. And I mean, geez, look, you got to lay Minus 300 to bet on the Avs. Not worth it. Not worth it in the least. Um, oh, Nick
0: Schmaltz is back.
1: Schmaltz is for, back. For Arizona.
0: Hey, that's big. That's that big. Is He's back. a good player. That
1: is big. That is big. Um, yeah, ultimately, I'm with you. I just think Colorado's too dynamic. Got too much top-end talent. Love the Cadre addition. Um, car on the back end we talked about. Just a solid defense, and it's going to come down to the goaltending, I think. Um, Grubauer still is the guy there. I see this being a little closer than you. I'm going to give it to Colorado in six. But uh, ultimately, i got to go with the Avalanche. But if you're feeling frisky and just want to play the value, plus, uh, what is it, 275? 250 on the uh, Coyotes. so The Blackhawks are a significantly better bet. Than I, don't, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think. We can leave it at that.
0: We can leave it at that.
1: Yeah, we, we can. Um,
0: da- Dallas-Calgary. Dallas-Calgary. This is a steamy matchup. Mm-hmm. This is a steamy matchup. This is one that I had trouble picking. I crossed out my pick, really, originally, and put in a new pick. Um, when I first did it, not just now. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not that big of a mental midget where I'm crossing out yeah. my picks right now. Um, but I'm picking Calgary, man. I think this one is going to go seven games, possibly six. But man, I think Calgary. Like I referenced, um, I think it, that was one of my better portions of the round robin podcast or the, the qualifying podcast, excuse me, was me talking about Calgary Yeah. and talking about how last year they, you know, they were the number one seed and they lost to a tough Colorado team. And that one, that taste stuck in their mouth a little bit, being that good in the regular season and not being able to convert in the post. And I think we saw that in the Winnipeg series because Winnipeg yeah. was playing angry, man. And I know sure. they didn't have as many horses ultimately, but they absolutely had a shot in all of those games. Um, And Calgary, man, kind of a a semi-St. Louis vibe from them yeah. being as physical as they were. I just think this team is really rallying right now. And I think this is a point where we're going to see Dallas's coaching situation kind of bite them in the butt a little bit with the lack of experience they've had with their current head coach to be in the round robin. Um, and I mean, you know, I just think that Calgary wants is going to want a little bit more when push comes to shove. Is Sagan's health going to be in question whatsoever? I know he didn't play in the St. Louis game. I don't believe. I don't believe. So I'm I'm not going to like tally on that. But I think this is going to be a a back to back a back and back series, one 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 one, and it's going to go. Someone's going to win two in a row, Um, and
1: I'm just picking for Calgary to be that team first. Love it. Um, Sagan's at four. Four points in the series? Give me that over. He might, well, is he going to play game one? I don't know. Well, you know, he has he to play game one for action. Oh. So, oh, wow. There's a little
0: caveat there.
1: Yep. Give me Sagan at over four, um, minus 115. I, that line doesn't really make too much sense to me. Also, like, Rupe hands over three and a half, like his game, and Kachuk over four and a half. Those are all... A lot of overs here from, from T-Bone. Goudreau at four. I mean, these are me the, cool. me, a lot of this has to do with... Give me the with, under on Kachuk. All right. you're taking the over, I'll take the under. Four and a half, all right. Um, Lee, I'm with you here on Calgary. I think I'm taking Calgary in seven. Um, ultimately, I just think Calgary's playing better than Dallas right now. And, you know, I love that Dallas is Bavelski. I think that this is a, you know, a veteran, has some veteran leadership in there. Really like their back end. Miro Heiskanen, I'm a huge fan of. Ben Bishop, a really good goaltender.
0: Wow. Columbus just scored. Wow. Up 2-1. Oh, I didn't even see that. I gotta watch this replay.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll continue to give analysis. Um... Ultimately, Who was that? Is it Boone Jenner? I believe it's, it looks like Nyquist. Wow. Um, Calgary, I just think is playing better right now. And Leah, like like you said, wow, the physicality. Oh, it's Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand. Wow, wow, that's a great goal. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of just a ripper. It's a great goal, man. Um, Calgary, uh, i <laughs> give me Calgary. Even you know, give me the give me the plus one hundred on on Calgary. I think this is going to be a, a chippy series, but I I got Calgary in seven. I think. Don't bet the
0: series. Yeah. I think you wait. You see how this one plays yeah. out. If you think it's going to be this close, bet a money line one night when you're feeling totally. it because you might get better odds. Yeah. And just to be stuck on Calgary with that even series tag, I don't know if the value is necessarily there. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I probably even with favoring Calgary, I would have assumed that they would have been maybe plus one, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, in that ballpark. Um. Last but not least, St. Louis Vancouver kind of quasi covered this one. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Tommy Murray on this and say that there is not a reality in which the Vancouver Canucks win this series. I simply don't see it happening, quite simply. Um, And I'll leave it at that. I think St. Louis, man, they're going to continue to be kind of a juggernaut and uh, they're just going to push Vancouver around a little bit. I think they're better at almost every level. Um, And I think they're hungry for more. They're definitely going to be a tough out. I think it's going to take a little bit of a more fierce competitor than Vancouver to oust the, the reigning cup champs. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking St. Louis in, in, uh, I'll say four. I'll say a sweep.
1: Yeah, I'll take St. Louis in five. Uh, I'm going to avoid any sweeps for the rest of the playoffs just because uh, it's a gosh darn NHL. Um,
0: Gosh darn NHL, man.
1: You kind of summed it up perfectly. I just think St. Louis is too much for Vancouver. I mean, I think Vancouver's ceiling is maybe pushing the six games, but St. Louis ultimately is kind of just a Minnesota times 10,000, you know? Like <laughs> literally Minnesota times ten uh-huh. thousand. You know Minnesota was able to, kind of the game that they they really were bu- trying to bully Vancouver around. Um and St. Louis is just going to be that literally times one thousand on steroids. You know, um I just think the the game style the veteran just the this is not a good matchup for Vancouver. Um I think like a t- a team like Colorado I think would be a better matchup for Vancouver like a, a team that they can kind of play skill skill ball with. But finesse finesse game exactly. Not a uh, St. Louis is going to bully this team around. I think Bennington's going to be sharp, and I think this team know uh, St. Louis knows now that they got to turn it on, and they got a legitimate shot to to you know repeat here. So I'm going to take St. Louis in five.
0: Awesome. We'll be back next round for uh, yeah for for the for the next iteration of, of of predictions. Yep. We do have the rest of our predictions down here, but. I'm not going to go through the whole should we? Should we role. just give
1: our cup picks right now? Let's give our cup picks right now. Sure,
0: sure. Just for now's sake, but we're, we're going to do this round by round. I just yeah, I like,
1: I like it. I'm with you, I buddy. I like doing it. Um, I'll start her off. I got Vegas and Tampa. Um, you know, I, I got St. I got Louis beating Colorado in the next this hypothetical next round, but if Colorado were to win and they're able to kind of elevate over that tough style of play that we're going to see from St. Louis— I would probably take Colorado over Vegas in that series, but Vegas matching up against St. Louis. In the West, I think Vegas is kind of a, a more ready version of St. Louis right now. And in the East, I got Tampa. I just think this is Tampa's year, to be honest. And I got Tampa beating Vegas, and uh, give, it, give it to me in seven. Wow. Tampa, Tampa over Vegas in seven. It was my preseason pick, and not a lot has changed about both these teams. I still think that I love both of these teams' games for the playoffs. And it's the perfect you know, combination of finesse and power and the type of tough, you know, deep four-line hockey that you need from, you know, and then goaltending. I think both of these teams have goaltenders. So, give me Tampa over Vegas and seven in the Stanley Cup heart final. Hard
0: pick coming. There's a hard pick. Let me hear it. Capitals. Stanley yeah. Cup champs. John Gooch style. Uh, like it's 2018. O- over the Avs. Capitals over the Avs. I think that... Um, How many games for the Caps? Six? I'll say six, man. Yeah. I'll say this one doesn't go seven games. I think the Caps catch fire. And just start throwing their bodies around like they were in 2018. We see a little yeah. run from Ovi. Some good... You know, I love what I'm seeing out of TJ Oshi. I think he can pull it together. Um, you know, the, And they got the, Samsonov in the back as a nope, first-round pick. Samsonov isn't, isn't with the team, I don't think. Really? Yeah. He's a I, backup. I, I think that's good. It's some other European kid. But uh, Samsonov stayed home, I think. He was in Russia, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he came for the playoffs now, but I know that he wasn't there. And I don't think that there was... Any signs of uh, of him being there? Is he's it Copley?
1: Oh wow, we got Vitek Vanacek.
0: I think is their backup. Wow. Well. So yeah, that might be a big thing for them. But I think yeah. Hopley, man, after the terrible season he had in the yeah. regular season, he's gonna pull it together in the playoffs. He was looking pretty good, um, you know, in, in in some of the round robin games. So um, I'm gonna say, you know, Washington goes on a run. But we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next
1: round. Scott Bentley, Leo Kwiatkowski, anyone else? Who's, our two listeners. Our baby. two listeners. Anyone else who just happens to tune in. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, hey, bon chance. If you're if you're riding any of our plays, bon chance, and if you're not, bon chance, you know, bon chance. Just a minute here, we're about to get this guy's name, I've got to give
0: him a proper shout out, because we're watching the Columbus feed. St- st- brace with us here. Jean-Luc Grandpierre, how hard is that to remember? At J-L- JLGP34. JLGP34 on Twitter. Jean-Luc Grandpierre. That's a tough one to remember for for a newbie like me, especially when Pierre-Luc Dubois yeah. is the is arguably one of the better players in Columbus. A lot of Peter hot take. Give your hot take. That lot lot he's is the best player. Should have been the number 1 pick. Yeah. Guy should have been the number 1 pick. Better than Pablo. He's better than Pablo. Um obviously better than Liney as well. <laughs> Guy gets after it. Going to win a cup before both those guys. So Little um,
1: little post pod uh, question I got for you, real quick, before we wrap it up. I was a big P. I was yeah. a big P.L.D. guy draft day. Yeah, you were. Okay? I remember. I remember. On uh, draft I'll, day, i ready for that. I'll vouch for you there. I'll vouch for you there. Um, let's 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 paint the picture for the for the listeners. You're in a bar in Winnipeg. You got a couple pops in you. Line A walks in. What do you what are you telling them?
0: I don't like your I don't like your brand of hockey. Yeah, I don't like your brand of hockey, and quite frankly, you like your chances if you guys uh, tussle. I mean, what is Line A? Six five? Yeah, six five. But hey, he's six five, and he's got you know. But
1: well, what if you got He grew six,
0: up. He grew up eating you know weeds from the ground in Finland. He grew to his family on draft day when they. What if you got sh- a couple?
1: You got you got you got a whole you got six sour monkeys in you. Oh man, I mean, my pain threshold. I'm like Rocky
0: Balboa. Out yeah, there. I, mean, I, I like my chances because. He'd be like, "What is this guy, metahuman?" He'd be socking <laughs> me in the face. I'd be taking him like a champ, and then I'd go into gorilla mode. Yeah. You know, the more pain, put him in the headlock. The stronger I you am. Get,
1: what if with you get? More line pain. in the headlock.
0: I get line a in the headlock. I'm going straight to the ground with it. You know, and I, if I if I get line a on the ground and it's over, he can't win the ground game. I'm a ground guy. You know, your height doesn't matter on the ground. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, hypothetically, this could happen. This could happen. I mean, I was okay. a big line a guy year one, but. <laughs> you know, it's his own fault he's not producing at the same level. So think Jimmy think K it's gave it's you those tickets. Jimmy K. <laughs> <to> the Madhouse.
1: <laughs> we wouldn't saw a planet <laughs> every yep. Well, oh, yeah. that about wraps it up there boys, right, eh? up. Um, Thank you for all your support guys and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Direita, tô tem direito, não tem lugar no som. Domingo é dia. E o um tititi a mais, E de bumbum pra trás.